Welcome everyone to Discipleship Podcasts with the Bend International Church of Christ. I'm Joey Hungerford and I just want to introduce you to season eight of our podcast, which is the year 2023. And we're exploring a lot of real life theology this year, the Holy Spirit, uh, faithful faith, the grand meta narrative of the Bible, disciple making, and so much more. So I'm excited that you're here. I hope that you stay tuned. Please give us a review and share it with your friends. God bless. Hello, everyone. I am going to read you a a welcome scripture to help conclude this Holy Spirit series. And thank you for joining us and listening through the series. And after that welcome scripture, I'll give you the passage in which we did discovery groups on this past Sunday out of Romans 8. But first, to welcome and encourage you all to take this series with you, I want to read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6-10. through 10. It says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And I want to encourage you with two different sets of contrasting themes out of 2 Timothy. The first, just to speak of this series overall, it talks about God's incredible grace that before you even prayed to him or did anything, he had a purpose. He wanted his spirit to be in you. He set the times and places before the earth even began. He had an incredible grace and wanted to have a relationship and communion with you. At the same time, this passage also says you need to fan into flame that gift, that Holy Spirit that does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So throughout this series, we've been talking about spiritual disciplines, meditation, prayer, fasting, journaling, evangelism, and we're quick to jump into what do I need to do in order to have this relationship with the Spirit. But remember, it's always about presence before it's ever about outcomes. It's a relationship. So I encourage you to remember it's by the grace of God that we enjoy this relationship. We can't earn anything in the relationship. But do make an effort and fan into flame those spiritual disciplines. And the other contrasting theme here, it talks about the incredible glory that's available to us, but also the incredible suffering that will come upon us. Uh, We're called to live a holy life, not because of anything we did. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. But it also says we'll suffer for his name. It's been revealed to us to suffer for his name. So suffering and glory. We're going to get into that with Romans 8. If you listen to the last podcast, we talked about how the Holy Spirit empowers us for mission. And those two things always go together, the mission and suffering. There's incredible glory in the mission, but also incredible hardship. 
and the Spirit helps us. He connects believers to the cross where they become marked by conformity to Christ's death. That's the message we bring. And we become people of self-giving, self-sacrificing love that usually leaves a distaste with the world. You look through the story told in Acts and it says essentially that to be led by the Spirit assumes the possibility, indeed the probability, of suffering. In Acts, the mission of God and suffering are closely connected in every single chapter. Clearly, suffering is a major force in the gospel's expansion, and it's a very rare thing for the way to spread without it. The gospel moves, but very rarely without pain, and we need to remember that. So I encourage you now with reading in Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 17, as well as verses 26 through 27, and be sure to read the show notes for these passages as well. But this is how the Holy Spirit works in our suffering, just as much as he works in the mission. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Verse 26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. What an amazing verse. We had to hit this for the end of our Holy Spirit series because it says so many amazing things about our relationship with the Father, our adoption to sonship, that he testifies for us, that he intercedes for us, even with wordless groans. Interesting what that could mean. And, you know, our last sermon, I talked about how the Holy Spirit helps us in our mission, right? And I I really hammered down on how much he gives us power and not to be timid. And he's with us when we go and make disciples. And yes, the Holy Spirit forms us in the midst of mission in an incredible way. But equally true, he forms us in the midst of suffering. Here it says uh, to glory, uh, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And the Holy Spirit can work just as much right there in our suffering if we allow him. You know, sometimes I'm often a a positive guy when perhaps someone is suffering and I can go, well, rejoice always or something like that as, you know, just stick that one on there and uh, easy fix, right? Whatever works. And the truth is the spirit works in both. And the Bible talks about both. And we just got to acknowledge that balance. So on joy, We went over Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. Joy and peace are a fruit of the Spirit. There's joy there. Also, Romans 14 says, The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And 1 Thessalonians 1.6 says, The joy given by the Holy Spirit is yours even in the midst of great struggle and persecution. At 1 Peter 1.8 says, You believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. 
And that's Peter writing to scattered and persecuted exiles. A lot of joy in the midst of suffering. But here's where the spirit works in suffering. Last time I was talking about, um, you know, Paul, he was baptized in, in the power of the spirit. He immediately just started preaching to people and we, we should all be like Paul, right? But also in that same passage, this is Acts chapter nine, verse 16. And this is Ananias speaking to him. He says, I will show him how much he has to suffer for my name. Through Ananias, the, the Lord says, man, uh, we need to show Paul how much he, he must suffer for the name. And later in Acts 14, 22, it says, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. That's how Paul and Barnabas admonished people there. Many hardships, sufferings. Lastly, and this is my last one. I know I have about a dozen different references here today, but that's good because it's the word of God. Romans chapter five, verses three through five, it says, not only so, but we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. In suffering, we're connected to the Spirit because it's there he forms character, according to Romans 5. Helps us to persevere through sufferings, according to Romans 5. It's a means by which the Spirit can transform us. As much as going on mission and making disciples can transform you, suffering and lamenting and mourning and going to God in that can transform you with the Holy Spirit. So before we're quick to say, well, you ought to be joyful if you have the Holy Spirit. Mourning with the Holy Spirit, groans with the Holy Spirit, crying out with the Holy Spirit is equally as valid of a biblical experience. And you can be comforted in this. This is the Holy Spirit who knows all things. I cut it off, but if you read a little more in Romans 8, it would say he works all things together for the good. He knows every single person's secrets in this room. He knows you. He can have empathy with you. And when he prays with these groans, man, it's, it's you praying back to the Father in this Abba-Father relationship where you can have an even deeper communion between the Father, Son, Holy Spirit who is in you. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? These wordless groans, some translations say inexpressible, inarticulate, too deep for words. So I'm not sure if it's the Spirit speaking through us while we pray, or I'm not sure if it's the Spirit praying while we keep silent. I'm not sure if it's wordless groans and that we're uh, crying and you, you can't understand what you're saying because it's uh, through tears and it's inarticulate. But I do know that we can be drawn into that deeper communion in this place and we need to make space for that. And the Holy Spirit wants to work through that when we go there. Amen, church? Amen. So I'll end it with this idea. The, the struggles, the grief, the suffering that you would think would drive one away from God are meant to drive us into even deeper communion with him, into even deeper spiritual formation by the Holy Spirit. This prayer, this cry, this Abba Father, let the Spirit aid you in that. When you're struggling to feel like a child of God, let the Spirit aid you. Matthew 5, 4, the famous Sermon on the Mount says that the mourners are blessed. We should be mourners as well. 
Because, yeah, we, we look forward in Romans 8 context to when we're united with him and we have this adoption as his sons, right? This incredible relationship. But Romans 8 says that hasn't happened yet at the same time, that the entire creation is still groaning. And even us, we have wordless groans. So it's this already not yet time when we need to mourn and have this kind of a relationship. We need to ache looking forward to this vision, this new age to come when we're going to be united with him. But it hasn't happened yet, and so we groan. That same spirit that enables you to say, Jesus is Lord, to not be timid, to go forward on mission, to to be fearless, as this scripture says, is the same spirit by which you can testify and cry, Abba, Father, I've been adopted. He equally testifies and works in both. So with that, let's go to our Father, our Abba Father, with the word of prayer. God, I thank you. Lord, I pray that you work. Um, Lord, if we weren't able to get to something practical to live out this broken state uh, during our discovery groups, I pray that you put it on our hearts now as we meditate in communion, Lord. Uh, perhaps it's that we need to take uh, these groans, uh, this crying, this, this communion even further into our week, Lord. We, we talk about so much at our discovery table, Lord, for uh, remembering you. Um, for walking with you, for for not going against you. Um, God, we want to do all of that this week, but help us to do it by your grace uh, because you've adopted us as sons, uh, not because of anything we want to do to to earn anything by you, God, but because you've given us this incredible blessing by the Spirit. Help us to also be blessed by mourning with you, God, grieving with you, having these wordless groans of Romans 8, speaks about God. So as we take communion, this cup, this juice representing your blood, and as we take the bread representing your body, God, we just thank you for the sacrifice that your son went through. And we remember that he went through every temptation and suffered and he can empathize with us. And this Holy Spirit that knows all our temptations and all our secrets can empathize with us and our groans as well, God. We thank you for that relationship. In Jesus' name, amen.